0: Good morning, everybody. We'll get started in just a few minutes. The only uh, floor activity we have this morning is the parish president with a uh, proclamation. So she'll take that, and then we'll move forward in a few minutes.
1: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Can I have um, our Finance Director, Tim Palmetier along with our Budget Director, Victor LaRocca, up here, please? So I think this is timely because um, we are in our budgetary process, and I know the Council will take up um, passing a budget before the year end, but this is just to announce that Jefferson Parish has received the Distinguished Budget Presentation Award for the 2021 Annual Budget from the Government Finance Officers Association. This is something that we're very, very proud of in Jefferson Parish. We have very stable finances. We have a very strong budgetary process. And this is the 28th consecutive year that Jefferson Parish has received this award. Um, The new program criteria for receiving this award reflects changing practices in the field of governmental budgeting and enhancements in technology that make information more accessible to our public. Um, The award in, in the financial world is the highest form of recognition in governmental budgeting and its attainment represents a very significant achievement. Um, Award recipients are selected based on achieving nationally recognized guidelines for effective budget presentation, including how well an entity's budget serves as a policy document, financial plan, and an operations guide and communication device. So we know at every council meeting You all look at the budget. Uh, It's not just about having a balanced budget. It's about having a structurally balanced budget. So balance with regard to looking at recurring and non-recurring finances um, in terms of revenues and expenditures and how much we maintain in our reserves. That is something we're very proud of. Strong budgets support good bond ratings. It promotes strategic thinking. It does not include excessive risk in the pursuit of our public goals, and it's very transparent for our citizens and for the decision-making process. So, again, um, this this document must be rated in four rankings um, categories and 15 mandatory criteria within the categories to receive the award. So, again, thank you to Victor Laraca and Tim Palmeter for bringing home another for 28 years, bringing home this um, prestigious award. So, do you want to speak?
2: to just say that the parish uh, budget is available on the parish website. Uh, The comprehensive budget book is uh, 593 pages and addresses almost $700 million in budget for Jefferson Parish. I mention this to give you an idea of how complex and broad the financing of the parish is and to recognize Mr. LaRocca, who has earned recognition and and the Distinguished Budget Presentation Award from the GFOA. GFOA is an international organization with more than 20,000 members consisting of federal, state, and local financial officials with the goal and mission to advance excellence in public finance. Only 12 other governmental entities in the state of Louisiana earned that award. This document is produced by the Budget Department, led by Victor Laraca, Budget Director, and the staff includes Tia Venable and Kavalin Griffin, and I personally thank them for their hard work and committed in diligent efforts in earning the Distinguished Budget Presentation Award from GFOA.
1: Thank you. Council members, you want to come take a picture?
3: Good job. Thank you very
1: much. Good job, guys.
0: All right, that's all we have pre-meeting, so we'll get started in about nine minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, please note the return of Mr. Almarella. He has missed three consecutive meetings. We're very concerned, but we're glad to have you back. Ricky Ricky suggested this week that we should immediately call for your resignation for missing three meetings. (laughs) All right. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for coming this morning. This is the Jefferson Parish Council meeting, Wednesday, November 10th, 2021. We're in the General Government Building, 200 Durbany Street in Gretna, Louisiana. This meeting is now called to order. And first up this morning, uh, Councilwoman Van Vranke would like to uh, observe a moment of silence, and I'll turn things over to her.
4: Uh, I just wanted to mention the passing of uh, one of our state fire marshal um, inspectors, tremendous uh, gentleman that we, I know many of us had the opportunity to work with. Chris Burgess, um passed away uh, within the past week, and um, there was a funeral, funeral services are underway uh, as we speak and um, a tremendous showing from his brothers and sisters at the state fire marshal's office. So just asking everyone to keep um, Chris Fergus and his family in our prayers.
0: Thank you. Councilman Templett. has today's invocation guest.
5: And thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, I'd like to at this time introduce a, a good friend of uh, uh, Reverend Gary Coping, but we call him Father Gary, he prefers to be called that, that actually represents uh, St. Joseph Church and Shrine, which is the mother church of the West Bank of Jefferson Parish, as well as St. Anthony's Church uh, here in Gretna. You know, Father Gary has the opportunity to to represent St. Joseph Church, which is called the Mother's Church of the West Bank because at one point it was – the only church, Catholic church from here to Grand Isle uh, here on the West Bank of Jefferson Parish. And as the parish grew, so did the Catholic parishes grow. So it was considered the mother uh, church of all of uh, West Jefferson Parish at one point. Uh, Father Gary is always uh, out there with a smile on his face uh, at every Gretna event, uh, be it raising money for his church or raising money for people in need. Uh, and with a smile on uh, so i'm very proud to be able to have father. Would you please step up and lead us in vocation?
6: Being a gracious god in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit. Amen Loving father god of peace and prosperity. We thank you for this day that you have made Thank you for Jefferson Parish, the municipality that we call home. We are a community of faith, hope, and love. We pray for the welfare of all the cities in Jefferson Parish and pray for all those in authority. You have said that when our relationship with you, O God, is well, then our relationship with one another will be well as well. So, Lord, we pray for our government, both nationally and locally, and we pray for this council and the decisions that are made in this place. For our police, EMS, and fire service, we pray that you would bless their work, bless our school system, and keep our children safe and happy. We ask that you continue to bless our teachers, that they may be an inspiration to our sons and daughters, so that they may be taught and raised with wholesome values and character. Lord, thank you for our troops. We ask that you would hold them in your loving arms. Protect those who fight for peace. Bless them and their families for the selfless acts they perform in times of need. Lord, may all who serve for the public interest know that they are making a difference by the sacrifices they make on a daily basis. God, we pray for this wonderful parish of ours. Thank you for its people. We ask that we be unified in a common purpose for the common good, that our needs may always be met, for you, O God, are the giver of all good things. We pray also for those in the utmost of needs brought about by the pandemic and Hurricane Ida. We pray thee, O Lord, that we may find ways to provide food, shelter, and the essentials of life to those without, and work for the unemployed and underemployed. We pray that justice and equality may be promoted throughout the world. Father, we ask that you bless those who serve those in need as they feed the hungry, heal the sick, and comfort the sorrowing we ask for wellness and wholeness for our community as we seek an end to violence and fear. We pray that all our differences be put aside so that our effort to seek the good of all who live in this place may be fulfilled. We pray not only for this, our community, but also for our country and our global community. Lord, we ask for peace throughout the world. O God, we pray that you shower down your grace, peace and mercy on all peoples. Father, you are the creator of the universe, and all you have created belongs to you. Help us all to be good stewards of your creation, and help us minister to one another, always fulfilling your most holy will. Grant this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Thank you. And as it's the day before Veterans Day, and I believe the Marine Corps' birthday... Today, and we have a Marine in front of us this morning. I'd like to ask Ms. Eula Lopez, our clerk, to lead us in the pledge.
7: To the flag of the United States of America
0: and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, Ms. Eula. And we certainly want to take this opportunity to pay tribute to all veterans of the united states armed forces living or dead especially those still living who have served their country honorably during peacetime or wartime thank you very much to all of them and madam clerk would you please call the roll i think you have yourself muted i don't have it there it is okay
8: chairman walker Present. councilman Templet. present Councilman Edwards.
2: Present.
8: Councilman Banach. Here. Councilman
6: Lee. Here.
8: Councilman Impostado. Present. Councilwoman Van Rankin. Present. Parish President, Ms. Lee Shang. Yes, ma'am. And I've completed
1: the roll.
0: Thank you, Madam Clerk. And Madam President, the floor is yours. Thank you, Mr. Thank you, Mr. King.
1: Yes? Okay. Um. I will talk about the budget which is um, on the agenda today the proposed budget contains total expenditures of 743 million dollars as has been the parish's policy revenues are budgeted very conservatively while expenditures are forecast to remain at recent levels based on the most recent information known given you know um, what we've been through in the past two years so the 2022 sales tax budget projection reflects a 0% growth over 2020 actual collections This is obviously a very conservative approach. This is a fiscally prudent approach um, that we must take at this time. Property tax revenue is projected to remain consistent with the 2021 amended operating budget. There is 214 million in operating budget um, property tax revenue projection, and that represents an increase of approximately 6.2 million over the 2021 budget due to increased property values. Dedicated revenues account for roughly 89% of operating ref- revenues. That includes 41% from property tax, 30% from service charges, and 18% from sales tax. We were fortunately able to budget a 5% merit-based annual pay increase to provide appropriate compensation to our valuable valued employees. This was possible due to the earnest and ongoing budget review process that we all um, engage in to minimize expenditures, administration review of all vacant positions, as well as negotiations with our current health care insurer regarding cost increases. The total cost of the 5% merit-based annual pay increase for the classified executive and judicial pay plan is $5.8 million. Um, That is $1.5 million cost to the general fund. Our proposed budget, with all uh, includes all departments maintaining a 15% reserve fund balance, although there is a $250,000 transfer from the general fund to the 24th Judicial District Court Commissioner's Fund. The reserve fund balance exceeds our 10% required reserve fund balance in keeping with our financial policies to maintain our overall AA bond rating. Bond rating agencies have suggested that a 15% reserve fund balance for all funds should be the parish's goal, and we have met that goal. Protecting the general fund should always be near the forefront of our considerations as bond rating agencies look to the general fund first and how often we dip into that reserve to pay operating expenses um, when the parish's financial health is being assessed. The general fund reserve balance is provided at 15% in the 2022 budget. Our capital budget contains $84 million of capital improvements throughout the parish. 86% 86% of the entire capital budget will occur in the public works area, with approximately 35% um, allocated to drainage improvements. We will maintain our focus on public work improvements throughout the parish. That focus will continue in the future with our upgrading our water and sewer systems and facilities financed through increases in user rates. Um, that will start in January. And the issuance of Consolidated Sewers District Number 1 and Consolidated Water Works District Number 2 bonds to create and fund a $100 million project fund for sewer and a 192 million project fund for water. So we look forward to starting those upgrades as soon as possible. Um, as the state continues with its budget challenges, um, and with, we have state-mandated man- costs that continue to rise, additional rev- revenue sources need to be considered in order to balance the general fund in future years, as, which is the fund where all of those state-mandated costs come from. In 2022, state mandated appropriations amount to approximately 46.8 million, or 41% of the general fund, go towards state mandated costs. In closing, this proposed budget strictly follows conservative fiscal policies while ensuring Jefferson Parish will maintain its current excellent bond rating and is well positioned for the future. So as always, the budget can be amended at any council meeting to allow for updated financial position. Um, I will move to COVID update. We still stand in a good place with COVID. As I've always said, um, when when our numbers are low in Jefferson Parish, it's 30 to 60 cases a day. So right now we're averaging 42 cases per day over the last seven days. Unfortunately, we've had seven deaths reported in the last seven days. 66% of our total population has received one dose of the vaccine. 59% of the total population have completed the vaccine series. Um, FDA and CDC approved the Pfizer vaccine for 5- to 11-year-olds. We do have a limited number of pediatric doses available at the Ilaria Center this week, um, today through Friday from 2 to 4, and Saturday from 8 to 4. Um, tomorrow is Veterans Day, so I'd like to take this time to thank all of the men and women who have served and, and still serve our country. Our parish offices will be closed tomorrow in observance of the holiday, um, as well as um, <clears throat> the testing and vaccination sites at Elario and in Johnny Bright will also be closed on Thursday and will reopen on Friday, November 12th. Garbage will not be canceled and will take place as scheduled. The Jefferson Parish landfill will also be open. And we will host a Veterans Day ceremony today at 3 p.m. at the Veterans Memorial across from Lakeside Mall. Uh, invite everybody to tune in to this event that will be live streamed on JPTV and our Jeff Parish. Um, website as well as our Facebook pages. Our East Bank Consolidated Fire Department is going to participate in the 5th Annual New Orleans Memorial Stair Climb to be held Saturday, November 20th in New Orleans. The mission of this climb is to pay tribute to the firefighters, law enforcement officers, and EMTs that lost their lives um, during 9-11, as well as our local first responders who have perished in the line of duty. So um, this this is to fulfill the promise to never forget these men and women. And we, we have been participating in this event and look forward to participating again on Saturday. Yesterday, we received good news that the Emergency Rental Assistance Program, we will be getting an additional $22 million allocation to that program. So I want to acknowledge our employees and community development as well as our jeff cap teams um, for their hard work so if anybody still wants to apply for emergency rental assistance it's jpera.org or you can call 504-226-2324 our general services is having a surplus auction in conduct in conjunction with lone star auctioneering company Um, this auction will go live on our website later today and will close on november 29 2021 the auction will consist of pickup trucks SUVs, vans, John Deere gators, pumps, riding mowers, weed eaters, toolboxes, light fixtures, tires, gas, backpack blowers, computers, computer equipment such as monitors, keyboards and, keyboards and wires. So I want to make sure everybody goes to our website and looks up um, all of these items that are available for you to bid on. And then in our recreation department, the 35th annual Christmas in the park will open, will start on Friday, December 3rd at Lafreniere Park. Families can now register for Families Kicking It, a family kickball tournament, which will take place on January 22nd. Um, also, so for more information, check out jprd.org or call 504-736-6999. Along with IDA updates, we still um, have a long road to recovery, but we make progress every day. On Monday, we were able to meet with the governor in Grand Isle and go over our most pressing concerns. We had a long meeting with him, so we certainly appreciate that that visit with um, the governor and his team. Yesterday, Jedco partnered with Focus on Our Fishermen in Lafitte. I believe many of our council members were able to attend that event. So our community development team was out there providing information to those attendees. We still have a do-not-drink order in effect for Grand Isle, but water is restored to 60% of the island, and we make progress on that every day. And our public work crews continue to work in Lower Jefferson to clear mud and debris, widen dishes, ditches and repair water breaks and remove trees. So there will be a Hurricane Ida sheltering program community outreach specialist in Grand Isle and Lafitte this week to assist survivors and register for that program and complete registrations. It's today from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. at the Lafitte Civic Center. And then it's tomorrow, Thursday, November 11th from 10 to 6 at the Grand Isle Multiplex. So I spoke a little bit about this last time. We're very concerned about the National Flood Insurance Program's risk rating 2.0. Um, I did want to, and last, last time I brought this up, I did not have this um, email at my, my disposal. So um, we, we know that um, policyholders, our premiums, are going to go up um, to some people very drastic measures. Um, So if you have information on what you can call your your insurance agent, they can tell you what your premium will be. And if you have that information, please um, email Congressman Scalise's office at reformnfip at mail.house.gov with your address, your premium prior to risk rating 2.0, and your new risk rating 2.0. premium, and the flood zone. The congressman is trying to collect as much real-life data on the ground as possible, so please, um, if you know that information, you can get that information to that website. As for debris, um, we have 1.3 million cubic yards of loads collected, 273,000 cubic yards of construction and demolition, as long as 917,000 cubic yards of vegetation. Um, And you can look at jeffparish.net and click on the top of that banner for IDA updates and you can see um, that recovery on our dashboard. And certainly last but not least, you see many of us are wearing purple ribbons today. Um, November is National Epilepsy Awareness Month. Um, Obviously, this month is to raise awareness and education about people with epilepsy. One in 10 people will have a seizure and one in 26 will develop epilepsy during their lifetime. So we need to have more people learn how to recognize that to be able to save a life. There are 470,000 children in the United States living with epilepsy. And epilepsy actually receives 10 times less funding than other brain disorders. So we're trying to raise awareness with this month. 3.4 people nationwide um, are living with epilepsy in our country. One of the things you can do, we can all be more aware of epilepsy, is to learn how to recognize a seizure right away and what to do about it. Um, It's called Seizure First Aid Ready. If you go to the website learn.epilepsy.com, there is a very easy online course you can take with videos and diagrams um, showing people how to react quickly and what to do. I know when I was a child, um, you know, there was this notion that you put a spoon in somebody's mouth so they don't swallow their tongue. That is not the guidance out there now. Um, you're to put them on the floor, put them to the side, remove any dangerous objects near near them. But it's not about holding someone down and it's not about putting something in someone's mouth. So um, I wanna recognize Terry Pajarez. She is a member of our parish attorney's office. Um, she is also a member of our diversity and inclusion board, which is how I got to know Terry so well. Uh, thank her for her, um, her um, advocacy on this issue and for bringing um, this issue more aware throughout the Jefferson Parish ranks. So with that, um, thank you, Terry, and thank you, Mr. Chairman and council members.
5: Thank
0: you, Madam President. Councilman Templer.
5: Hey, Madam President, I want to echo your comments about a meeting with the governor on Monday. I, I think that was an impromptu meeting, actually, that took place, and it was probably one of the most productive meetings, uh, you know, that we have had in a while. You know, with the governor, you know, thanks for him for being happened to be in Grand Isle. We happened to be in Grand Isle at the same time, uh, and uh, a lot of information in a small meeting happened, and uh, I, I think some good things are going to come out of it. So, you know, thank you for that meeting. I wanted to compliment JETCO and the parish for the the seafood and and fisheries resource meeting that we did have in Lafitte yesterday. Uh, uh, Councilman Walker, Councilman uh, Edwards, and myself were there, and I'm going to tell you that it was very well attended. A lot of information uh, that was put there really going to change the course of some of those individual fishermen's lives, Uh, uh, you know, and – was proud to be able to be part of it. But, uh, and I think both of my colleagues that were there with us, though, had a lot of questions asked that would like to see if we could get an answer on it. And one of those questions is the waterways. Uh, you know, you have on both sides of, uh, of the Barrett Tower waterway, you have residential homes that have, uh, you know, cuts for the for their pass of the waterways to get to their home. Uh, those are impassable by a lot of them. Uh, and a lot of the trawlers and fishermen's boats are still stuck within that because they can't dredge and get out of those waterways. So the question to us, I think, was what can we do to assist that from the parish, or, or is it going through GOSEP? And we couldn't give that answer, so I didn't know if the administration had any type of information on that to where we could give these fishermen some hope.
1: Catherine? I'm going to let Catherine Costanza. Obviously, there's many Different parts of removing debris uh, throughout the parish in waterways on private property, sand, mud. So, um, Catherine's going to come up and talk talk about this issue.
9: Good morning. Um, with regard to the issue of waterway debris removal, DRC can remove um, waterway debris in our canals and waterways, um, with a it, and it has to there has to be a cost reasonableness to it. As far as waterway debris removal in some of the back bays and the channels, um, we would have to make waterway debris removal projects, just like with Goose Bayou. They have to be project specific. In other words, you have to have a defined boundary, a geographic boundary, and we would have to submit that to GOSEP also with a certification that there is an imminent threat to public health safety or the environment. If the town, or certainly Lafitte, has any projects or areas that they would like us to look into, we'll certainly go ahead and do that. But there's an application process that has to take place with waterway debris removal. Um, In general, if you're dealing with a federal agency, if you've got a channel, a back channel, such as you have in Barataria Bay, if there's a federal agency that has jurisdiction like the Corps or the Coast Guard, then their authority is, is primary. They would be the responsible party. But, you know, we for these projects, these smaller projects, we have to make application for them, and they have to be project-specific. So if there's, if there's any um, – the mayor of Grand Isle or Lafitte, if they have any specific – Um, areas that they would like us to look into, we'll certainly start the application process on that.
5: But the ones that we're talking about that I'm bringing to our attention are the ones that are actually outside of the town of Lafitte. These are actually all in incorporated Jefferson Mm -hmm. on the Barataria side and on some on the uh, lower Lafitte side, which is all falls into our territory as far as Jefferson Parish, not the town of Lafitte. Uh so uh the, these are impacting homes. I don't know Councilman Edwards if you know I know a few people were chatting with you and I personally about it, so you know.
10: Yes, Councilman Templet, uh I've had a number of conversations with uh residents in, in Terrier and Lowell Lafitte about this problem. They are pleading with us to get some, some help for them because uh, a lot of them are in a in a position now where they can go back to, to uh their their profession of guiding uh, fishing uh, uh, trips and they really need to get back to that if there's anything that we can do to expedite this this process I know they would appreciate it very much and I want to add my thanks uh, to to Councilman Templates uh, Jerry Bologna and his staff at JEDCO just did a, a super job and it's something that was very much needed down there I, I know they had some people that were that were uh had a lot of information and i believe that the that the residents of that area accessed that and it was very good but thank you for anything that you can do to help us uh, expedite the the process for getting those finger canals off the main canal uh, opened up thank you
9: we'll we'll certainly start looking into that and uh, making application process on a case-by-case basis this is is not a process that happens overnight um you know we have forms and things we need to fill out, send in, and go through various levels of a- approval. But we're certainly going to start the process.
5: Well, I will make my office available to ride down there with someone t- to identify most of these waterways. Okay. That, you know, if that is needed.
9: That would be very helpful. Yeah.
0: And to echo you two, um, just real quick, that event last night had representatives from FEMA, from the SBA, from the Secretary of State's office, from the Lieutenant Governor's office, all kinds of resources in one place that I know was uh, greatly appreciated by the, the fishermen and shripper community in Lafitte. So again, kudos to JEDCO for what they did. It was a big event to put on, and they pulled it off uh, in great fashion. Councilman Banana,
11: Mr. Casanza, I'm just trying to, in an effort to be as informative to our citizens as possible, do you have any idea with respect to debris, when we will be wrapping it up and making an announcement for the final pass?
9: Yes, um, with regard to Upper Jefferson. Um, we expect to be um, announcing the final pass sometime that week that we return from Thanksgiving. Okay. The goal is to be finished by Christmas okay. or the week before Christmas, so t- sometime after Uh, The week we come back from Thanksgiving, we'll make that announcement that uh, the final pass is set to commence with the goal of finishing around the 20th, which would be that Monday.
11: Madam President, if I could encourage us to put out a press release telling people that if you still have to, because as I ride around my district, there's still trees in people's backyards. There's still fences laying down. People with bro- sheds that are destroyed that have not been moved to the street. So we need to try to encourage those people and push them. Hey, look, if you want us to pick it up, you got a short window of time to get it out. So if we could get something out to the public next week ago, telling people that they need to get their stuff out.
1: Yeah, Mr. Um, Councilman, I think that is the issue. We could have called for an earlier date, but we know the debris is still out there. So um, the public awareness of that, this will be the last pass, is very critical on that week. Thank you.
11: And if I could, on a point of personal privilege, Mr. Walker, uh, I know she's going to be mad at me, but I'd like to take this opportunity to congratulate, congratulate Mr. Madison Martin and Miss Beth Renfro on their nuptials last weekend. Look, she's looking at me already. But <laughs> congratulations, Mrs. Martin.
0: Congrats. She won't be mad long. Her her smile's too big to stay mad.
4: Council- <laughs> Councilman I wanted to add uh, because this shows the level of dedication of our employees and our directors so I send an email on Friday um, to Bess uh, Renfro now Martin and said call me about this issue when you get a chance she calls me back on Friday, the day she's getting married. So talk about go above and beyond. So, again, just very appreciative of the dedication that we have. Completely unnecessary, but, um, but shows the level of, of commitment that our, uh, our directors have. So thank you.
0: Yeah, maybe that's the time to turn the notifications off for a little while. <laughs> just, just for a little while. I'm
4: start putting in my email, unless this is your wedding day, call me.
0: <laughs> uh, and Madam President, does anybody else have anything uh, before I move on? Uh, Madam President, just wanted to see if we get a quick update from you or from Mr. Drews on the permit situation for AT&T. Mr. Jones is here from AT&T, and I know they're anxious to hear some sort of update about where we are.
1: um, Mr. Drews had a meeting with AT&T, so many specifics were discussed. I'll let him go into that.
3: Uh, Yes, as the Madam President said, uh, we met out in the field last week, uh, and it was a productive meeting. Uh, AT&T came up with a proposal that was interesting, uh, but we still have to vet it. We have some issues. It was that they may be able to actually bury the service boxes, okay, uh, six inches below the ground, which would solve some issues with uh, certainly with aesthetics. There's some pros and cons to that. But as I told them, look, I need some time to vet that. Uh, and I would set up a meeting, and I actually have a meeting scheduled Monday to, to revise some recommendations to the parish president before I come to the council. But what we found out is that if uh, this fiber optic is governed by the National Electric Code, then you can't bury the boxes. Uh, so we informed at and uh, can you research that and get us an answer on Monday? Uh, they're still looking into it. Uh, so, again, we don't want to do, you know, come to you with recommendations that you know we're going to have to overturn. Uh, regardless, uh, where I don't have existing underground facilities, I think we'll be able to come to an agreement, regardless of what that is, uh, you know, uh, based on some, some, you know, talking to the field people. I still have some concerns uh, with regard to where they have existing underground. Uh, the one thing I did ask for is we had asked for co-location removal of the uh, boxes that are already there to be co-located uh, in a flush mount box, uh, the cable connections can be made watertight, uh, but I asked at and if, if that cannot be done, put it in writing as to why it cannot be done. Uh, I'm still waiting on that. Uh, so we're moving forward. Uh, like I said, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to let at and do their research on, wh- you know, whether the boxes can be buried. Hopefully I'll have that answer by the end of the week. So I think by Monday I'll be able to get with the uh, administration uh, and kind of work that out. I think we'll be able to work it out, get them on board. Then we'll come straight to the council uh, to let them know. Uh, it may take a little longer where I have existing facilities. But just so you know, look, we've already approved 114 permits this year for AT&T. So we're doing what we can with them. There are 14 permits that are on hold. Uh, we've approved them, but I need municipality approval or DOTD approval. Okay, so we're talking basically now about 35 permits that are kind of in limbo until we can resolve these issues. So I think uh, there's some positive news going forward. uh, And hopefully, uh, you know, if I get that answer about burying the boxes, what it will do is change how I recommend on certain types of uh, conditions.
0: Anybody have anything for Mr. Drews? Mr. Jones, do you have anything that you'd like to add on your end while you're here?
12: Chairman Walker, thank you for this opportunity, Council Members. Uh, President Shane, thank you. Uh, first, I I'd like to say thank you for the work that's already been done uh, by many of the Council Members to uh, move this investment forward. And I want to say I also want to say I respect uh, the further deliberation that's taken place by others. Uh, the pandemic and recent events of Hurricane Ida has really shown us the importance of delivering. Uh, the best in high-speed Internet. Uh, it is important that make su- we make sure that the, p- the residents of Jefferson Parish have the best connection that's out there. Uh, residents and businesses alike have informed us that these are investments that they want. We are ready to go to work right now. Uh, we've made investments. Uh, we've brought in the people. Uh, businesses a- across the parish are eager for these modern services, and we want to deploy them. Unfortunately, uh, you know, this investment has been held up. Um, You know, uh, there there, there are more questions uh, each time that we present opportunities. Um, The need in the parish is clear, and we are thankful for many of you and the work that you're doing to ensure that this takes place. As you know, a few days or 10 months after we issued our first permits, uh, the parish issued some recommendations. On November 2nd, as Mr. Drews mentioned, uh, J.C., our our, our Director of Construction Engineering, uh, Wayne and others met Mr. Drews in the field. Uh, We went through some uh, potential recommendations. Uh, We made uh, uh, some provisions and things that we could do. But I will say, again, you know, there are currently 114 permits out there that are pending approval. We're we're more than happy to make provisions as we move forward. Uh, But those that are here now, again, we've been waiting on these as far back as January. We offer that we would be willing to work with the parish related to these guidelines and future permits, but we would not apply these new guidelines to work that 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 has already been planned and submitted. Again, engineering has gone into this. Dollars have been spent. Plans have been drawn up. And so, again, as we do this, these are plans that we will work with the parish as we move forward. We have also been in an ongoing conversation with all of you, uh, ensuring you that we will do all we can to ensure that we meet the aesthetic concerns as well as the technical concerns in each district. Again, I say I can't say enough how much we appreciate the work that many of you are doing to make this happen. We will continue to work with you and are sure that uh, we are eager to deploy our service. As far as you know, uh, removing or, or co-locating services, I just want to remind you that these things are governed not by AT&T, uh, they're governed by other agencies. And keep in mind that these are services that people continue to use. There's no forced migration when it comes down to deploying fiber. Uh, federal, state uh, agencies regulate uh, the, the use of our copper services. And you know, once these, once the state and federal agencies have okayed us to remove services, then that's something that AT&T does on a, on a regular basis. So again, I just want to say thank you again for the work that you're doing, and we look forward to getting started here in Jefferson Parish. So,
0: thank you, Mr. Jones. Councilwoman Ben Brink.
4: Thank you uh, again for all of the work and the back and forth communication has been helpful. I know you were even responding this morning to to some of the questions that that I had. You just mentioned 114 pending permits with the parish, but what we were communicating about this morning was a list of only maybe a dozen or so. So where's the discrepancy? Because I think the email you shared with all the council was a list of about a dozen pending permit locations.
12: Yeah, the uh, the communication I had with you this morning was specific to District 5, uh, and those were permits that were uh, neighborhood service area boxes. So uh, that's where that list I communicated with you from earlier today.
4: I think if you'll go back and check that list, most of those are actually not in my district. Okay. So I'm curious because, again, we're hearing from Mr. Drews that it's a much shorter list of pending uh, permits. I know the list that you highlighted for me, some were in District 5, but, um, but many were not. I know Vintage, I mean, there were a bunch in, not in my, uh, Loyola, those would be Dominic's district. So, again, I'm just trying to understand how many we actually have pending because the list that you shared with us was much sure shorter.
12: You want to, uh, want to comment? Uh, again, the list that I saw, see is 114, but Wayne... Good morning, everybody. Uh, the list we put together
10: when I mean, we not being that familiar with Jefferson Parish, we use the parish website. So I'm sure there's probably some streets that are in different districts than when
12: we showed. But the general um, number of permits is accurate. Although some of those permits, we still need a DOTD or city of Kenner associated with the approval of the Jefferson Parish.
4: Okay, well, I've, I've not seen a list that you all shared that was 114. So, again, maybe if you can share that with us, because um, the only list that I've received to this point is is only about a dozen or, or two at, at best. Um, the other thing I wanted to do, and I had some visuals, because, again, it's it's so much easier to see this issue, and um, I want to put this on, uh, on your radar, because um, – Again, as we work through this, those communications are going to continue to be important. So this was right around our last council meeting that I got um, an email from a person who's in my district who lives in the Bucktown area. Again, I, I did not include their personal information, but... Um, you can see this email that we received um, in October was that one of the cabinets had been placed by AT&T and this gentleman is saying my wife is five feet tall, which I can relate to, I'm not much more, and the placement of the cabinet is an impediment to her ability to safely back out of our driveway. So he also sent some photographs and this you can see is the box and that is her car and this is her driveway. So that box is now an impediment as she backs out of her driveway to being able to look, you know, left and right and see the street and if any vehicles are coming her way. So this went through our permitting process. And so, um, you know, many of our employees look at these locations that you submit, and they look at at what may be good or bad about them, and then they suggest locations. And so that is what happened in this case, where you see on the right-hand side is where this box is, again, very close to this driveway. Uh, This is what existed before so in January of this year there was not a box next to this driveway as This was going through our permitting process This is some of the back-and-forth that goes on between our employees and the departments that are vetting your permits um, and and you all so we were saying this This location is going to be a problem because it's going to be too close to the driveway so we're looking at other alternatives we then start talking about across the street as an alternate placement for this box straddling the property line across the street would be a better box where it would a better location for this box where it would not impede the sight lines for this driver so we agreed in this email exchange that that is where AT&T would put the box across the street we actually pointed it out we went through the plans we located it on the you know where it shouldn't be and where it should be this is actually where we showed straddling the property line across the street, where it would not be in a sight line of a driveway, and yet this is where it pops up next to this lady's driveway. Um, we've made you all aware of this. This actually, this communication started back in April of this year, um, as you can see from, from some of the other email we have, um, and we're making you note, note right now when you're asking us to show this location as complete, we're saying, no, 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 I can't complete this one in Bucktown because it's not in the place that it's supposed to be. My understanding is we have about eight of these that are in places where they weren't approved, where they're problematic. Um, And so these communications, this is why, to me, I'm comfortable with how the administration is vetting this because this back and forth is, is how we get the best placement. Um, and, and the least problematic placement. So again, I would ask, just like this has been going on since um, since April at this particular location, um, that we also be mindful of, of maybe some of the improved communications that you might be having with your field crews, because we're finding even when we approve a permit and, and give you a location where we're comfortable with it, that's not always where the box is going. So again, just trying to put this on your radar It's not a matter for for our district of not wanting AT&T to move forward. We're very excited about the upgrades. We're excited about hardening our infrastructure and our communication systems. But it's the back and forth that has to take place to make sure we're properly locating things in good places and not just getting a list of addresses and saying rubber stamp. That's not how I think it, it should be best done. And so I'm just trying to make sure we have communications about these kinds of issues.
12: And communication is very important, Councilwoman Van Franken. Uh, You sent an email to me as early as 6.50 this morning. And as always, I responded within 35 to 40 minutes. If this email had been sent to me in April, May, you would have gotten a response very timely. And I assure you that if there are any concerns, just like any concerns from a low-hanging wire to a customer that's out of service, I've been in constant contact with you and your office. And so, if there, if there are ever any concerns, I assure you those concerns will be addressed by myself and our AT&T counterpart.
4: I appreciate this and I I, I do, you were, I'm I'm on the treadmill literally this morning, sending you an email and you responded within minutes. So um, you've been very responsive. I'm just trying to give people a little bit of insight into what happens behind the scenes as these permits are submitted, as our departments are vetting them, then they're approved, you're communicating with some field crews that are placing them. Sometimes there are, you know, some problems along the way. So if we can um, look to the list of problem locations that we have, and then, again, I'm very comfortable with how the administration is vetting these permits, each location you submit they look at it they look at it closely um, they have suggestions about how they'll be placed and then um, I've seen them move along at least uh, with regard to the one in my district so I'll, I'll send these I, I believe the eight problem locations have already been shared um, but I'll forward them again
1: uh, to you directly just to make sure
6: Thank
0: you. yes ma'am yeah
1: thank you um, I know mr. Jones you know, always talks about the length of time these permits are taking to uh, make a decision on. And I I, I think, you know, we we have to be honest in this conversation. Um, I had a meeting with Mark Drews, uh, Don Hogan, our assistant director of, you know, um, streets, as well as Brooke Burmaster, our director of streets, asking them, like, why were these permits taking so long? Um, what was the normal time frame, w- what was the holdup on our end, if there was any. Um, what these gentlemen explained to me, and this is not the work I do every day, and I certainly don't understand the technology and can't speak at it at a level um, as these at and folks were, but and there may have been strategic reasons for this, but um, our, our folks were not, it was never explained to our employees about this large deployment of fiber optics. Um, They were just given, um, uh, you know, um, saying, you know, we want to upgrade our structures. So when they were approving these, they just thought an old cabinet was old. They want to improve the structure. They're going to permit for the newer cabinet. At no time were they told that that new cabinet was the start of a spider web of distribution that was going to go down the neighborhood. Now, again, there may have been strategic reasons for this. I understand, you know, when Walgreens comes in, they don't want CVS knowing. I I get that. But we all have been involved in projects. You all have meetings. Sometimes the very first meeting a developer has for a big project is with you all. Um, so you can get us involved and we sit around the table and we hear what they want to do and we say we can help you on this front or we're going to have concerns on this front. And it always makes the process smoother, always. Um, We approved many of these permits until our folks realized, like, wait a second, what's going on here? Um, What does this mean? So those conversations were never told to us about, what the end result was. We had to figure it out on our own, and that contributed to the lengthy adjudication or decision-making that we had, or even us having to go back and relook at things. So I'll let Mark, um, you know, talk more about about this issue, but that was the result of the meeting that I had with with my staff.
12: And may I quickly say that um, initial kickoff meeting was had, Uh, Mr. Drews was present. There There was a subsequent meeting had where I came in with Wayne and Mr. Hogan, and at that time, and that was in March, uh, that was the subsequent meeting, uh, where at that time, the permits were, uh, at, at that time, we were given notification that permits would come out to us within two weeks, and that was in March. Uh, and, and again, now we're much Father passed that, so I did just want to make a make reference to that.
0: Hang on one second, Mr. Drews, because I want to get to Councilman Impostato, who I know has a question for Mr. Jones, and maybe you can address, in turn, both concerns.
3: He, Mr. Drews can go. That's Okay. I that. Go ahead, Mr. Drews. All right, let me be clear. When I said 114, that's the permits the parish has approved <clears throat> this year, okay? There are 35 outstanding permits that we're aware of, 35, okay? 22 of those expired before AT&T did anything. So technically, legally, we're not on the hook. We can do, we can re-review those permits. I have 13 that were approved and put on hold. And what the Paris president is referring to, in the beginning, what AT&T did was sent us approvals for above-ground cabinets, okay? But there was nothing attached to those above-ground cabinets that said that, hey, this is the network that's gonna be serviced by these, it's gonna be fiber optic. So our streets employees were saying, okay, they're putting a cabinet right where they had another one. They're going to upgrade the cabinets. In March is when streets finally realized that, wait a minute, this is an entirely new service. So when we say we were going to approve a permanent two weeks, if they were just simply going to upgrade their service and replace it where it was, yes, we can approve that in two weeks. But now we have a different animal. Now I have, as I've said, I have another service in the right-of-way that I have to manage. So it's not that simple. Okay, so these services that they put in are going to be here for 25 or more years. So we have to capably manage the right-of-way, which is my major concern. Okay? There's an aesthetic concern as well because, again, you know, I'm going to have two sets of facilities from one company okay, in a right-of-way that has to be managed for water, sewer, drainage, gas, electric, and other providers just like AT&T. So that's where we are. We're working with them. Uh, I think we can resolve a number of the issues where I don't have existing underground services. I still have some hurdles to overcome with that.
0: Councilman Pistado. Thank you, Council
13: Chairman. Mr. Jones, how many permits are currently pending based on your records?
12: Based on our records, uh, there are 114 pending permits.
13: My understanding is, there are 22 of those in District Four, correct?
12: Uh, that is that is around correct. Yes, sir. Uh, just don't have that right in front of me. I can
13: pull. That. No. That, well, you gave it to me, so just you can assume I'm yes. telling the truth, or at least I'm relating the same erroneous information you gave me. Oh, maybe not at all. No, that's no. okay. No. Um, so rarely do I ask a question I don't know the answer to. So no. Um, of the 64 parishes, is there any other parish? that has um, placed these sort of, you know, or held these kinds of permits in abeyance in the same fashion?
12: No. no. Other
13: 63, excuse me.
12: Uh, No, sir, Councilman Impostato. We've not seen this in any other parish across the state.
13: Have you been presented, when the last time we had this meeting, I asked um, to be presented what unique right-of-way issues existed in Jefferson Parish that don't exist, in the other 63 parishes, have you been provided any? In this dialogue with our Public Works Department, have you been presented anything that presents a unique issue that does not exist in our neighboring parishes or within our municipalities within Jefferson Parish that are already deploying the same technology? Not at all. Um, and at least since March, the dialogue has been related specifically to the deployment of the fiber technology, correct?
12: That is correct, yes.
13: If particular issues arise, like were presented uh, by Councilwoman Van Vranken, location of a box and things like that, does the issuance of the permit preclude uh, the parish's ability to get those issues addressed as they arise?
12: absolutely not again that's where i mentioned that if there are any concerns uh i've been in open communication with many of you whether it's via email whether it's in the community i've always my, made myself available to you for any concerns that you may have during the storm after the storm uh and you know and, and even now with this situation i'm open and available to address any concerns that you may have
13: i'll reserve the remainder of my comments for the resolution um that that i proposed which is requesting that all the permits in district four be approved immediately and the deploy the technology be deployed uh, in the best interest of the citizens in district four um, but <clears throat> my question i guess to both maybe mr drews and or at and t is from what i can see the the hold up or the holding of these permits in abeyance is not related to particular individual issues on each permit but a categorical, um, I hate to use the term obstruction, but um, holding in abeyance, I'll say, of all of those permits by AT&T? Or is it specific issues, permit by permit?
12: I'm not aware of the issues. You know, what has been brought to our our attention are aesthetics issues, uh, issues where they would like for us to limit footprint by uh, combining fiber and copper facilities, Those are the concerns that I've I've been made aware of mostly.
13: And are those issues that have prevented your ability to get those permits in the other 63 parishes in the state?
12: Uh, No, we've not had any issues with other parishes. Uh, Those concerns have not been brought to our attention.
13: Thank you. Thank you, Council Chairman.
0: Anyone else? Thank you, Mr. Jones and AT&T. Appreciate y'all being here. Mr. Drews, a little bit more.
3: Uh, As again, as I've said before, my concerns are managing the right-of-way properly. Okay. Uh, AT&T certainly has the right to be there. Okay. But they do not have the right to put service boxes where I don't need them, uh, crossings of the streets where I don't need them that are going to conflict with my existing utilities and future utilities. Uh, so technically they could probably get away with a box at each corner. Okay. But we, we working with them because we, we need to be reasonable. Okay, uh, I have no issue with putting service boxes on one side, which makes it uh, more palatable, where those service boxes may never be used but actually you know, would give them a way to get across. And I've talked about putting crossings, uh, which would stay below ground and never come up if I don't have a service box. So we're certainly willing to work with them. But my problem, again, is managing the right-of-way, okay, because the more utilities I put in, and I'm putting in a lot of – utility infrastructure here that is actually not necessary right now, okay, which is going to be there uh, and may never be utilized. So that's what we're trying to get a handle on to manage our right-of-way properly. Uh, So that is the issue. Uh, And this issue with these permits will be similar to anything going forward. So I think it's critical that we try to put the infrastructure in but limit the infrastructure to what is actually necessary.
0: Thank you, Mr. Drew. Yeah, go ahead.
13: In response, Mr. Drews, my my two issues with what you just said are one, again, I have not been provided any information that suggests the right-of-way issues in unincorporated Jefferson Parish are ever so unique or different than all of the other areas that have allowed this technology to be deployed. So that's my first concern. and. My second concern is what I'm not seeing in all the communication back and forth is I'm not seeing, oh, this box at this corner, at the corner of David Drive and uh, 32nd Street. No, that one instead should be moved to this location. I'm not seeing an individual of 114 permits. Here's the issues that our parish has identified with those specific items. And I think when it was, but instead what I'm seeing is a categorical discussion that we're not going to approve these permits. And that's what causes me concern. And what's causing me concern as a representative of a district that I believe is in desperate need of this kind of technology is that we're not making an individualized location-by-location analysis of what the particular issues are at that particular location with that particular right-of-way and the way it was presented to me when AT&T first reached out to me to have the discussion and see what the issue is. Unfortunately, a lot of it seems to be confirmed because I'm not seeing that individualized scrutiny. What I'm seeing instead is a categorical limitation, which is candidly a concern of mine. Take AT&T's name. That's too many Ts. Um, sorry. Take AT&T's name out of it. It could be XYZ. This isn't about AT&T. This is about the subject of that technology and that deployment and the advancement of our community from a communications and connectivity standpoint. So that's my concern is we seem to have made a categorical decision that – wholesale excludes them from the ability to proceed rather than looking at line item by line item. What are the problems at this location, that location, this location, that location? Because my suspicion is that at the end of that analysis, we're going to find out that there's not 114 problem areas. I could be wrong. I'm not an engineer. But my suspicion is we don't have 114 specific problem areas if we really looked at it that way.
3: Look, I could go into each individual permit. I could sit here and put an X on every box that's on the other side of the street that's not necessary and every conduit that's coming across. I could do that, Uh, but I'd rather resolve this, you know, in global, okay, where I don't have to go mark up every permit and say, okay, you can put the system down this side. You don't have a service connection here yet. Don't put this here. I mean, I could do that way uh, and tell them I have an issue with these boxes that don't service anything and I still have telecommunications that I now have to avoid the entire way okay and I want to do something that is gonna apply to everyone else okay because they may not be the only fiber optic company that comes in okay so we would treat them the same so yes I could go through every permit and do that but I think and like I said after our meeting on uh, last week we had a productive meeting I think I have a way to move forward with everything Outside of where they have existing underground service, I think we still need some discussion on that. So I think that would be a better solution than us going and marking up every permit uh, with, look, this is not necessary. This is not necessary. I don't think that would be as productive.
13: I guess I just haven't seen – the movement doesn't seem as apparent to me. And the productivity uh, of to which you refer just – it's not apparent to me in my reading of the communications back and forth. Uh, maybe AT and T doesn't understand how productive it's been. I don't know, um, but it, that I guess that's where my concern is. It doesn't. It seems to me like we're at the same impasse, candidly, and that's why I authored the resolution that I did. As I
3: said, I think after this last meeting, and discussing with them, uh, they made a proposal to me. Okay, uh, that proposal may not be viable. Okay, so I was waiting to hear from that. Okay, and then once that was. Was done, okay. I think we could resolve the cases where we don't have existing facilities, which is a number of them, uh, the majority of them where they're already up aerial, where or they're in rear service yards, we don't have an existing system in place. Uh, so I think we, you know, from discussing with them, uh, I think we were about to, you know, reach uh, a recommendation. I think the administration would be okay with, and we would go to the council and resolve that issue. Okay, but I need that answer uh, as to whether I can bury service boxes or not. Okay, and that will determine how we move forward. Okay.
13: So- well, doesn't it seem appropriate to look at each individual permit and say, here's the problems with it? Because it seems to me that there's a stalemate and it's not getting resolved categorically. And I can understand Councilwoman Van Franken's, you know, the things she showed. I would imagine each location is unique. So, why would it not be the most productive path forward to look at each one and identify what are those issues? And I'm telling you, I'll be shocked if we don't find out that there's not 114 specific problem areas. Well,
3: again, I'm not aware of 114 outstanding permits. We have 35. But on every one of those permits, okay, they're crossing the street for service connections, okay, without knowing that there's actually going to be a service necessary. Every one of those permits, because, I mean, that's what they're doing. They're putting their main line in, and they're crossing over. So we had serious concerns about that. So every permit that they're applying for has basically got that same thing. And I think, like I said, we're close to resolving that issue. I I need that answer. Uh, Once I have that answer, uh, you know, I think we can move forward with those, uh, you know, next week. Like I said, I already scheduled a meeting with the administration. Uh, pending what I find out from AT&T, uh, after that meeting, obviously, the first thing I will be doing is contacting the council and saying, look, on these, I think this is a viable alternative, best for the parish and best for everyone. Uh, so, again, you know, uh, we're doing everything we can to try to manage the right-of-way and allow AT&T to move forward with those permits.
0: All right, Councilman Van Viken, and then we'll, then we'll move on. Yeah.
3: And
4: and I know Dominic alluded to a a resolution that will be coming later from the floor, but just for the sake of trying to wrap up some of the discussion now, um, from my perspective, or at least what I've seen, I've seen both. There are instances where I've gotten information on specific locations and concerns at specific locations in that analysis, but also some broader, more general um, concerns that we've expressed that apply to multiple locations. Um, And so I'm comfortable in District 5 continuing to work in the manner that the administration has been communicating with AT&T to both look at individual locations that may be problematic, but also raising some larger wholesale issues that if they can be answered once and addressed once, apply to multiple locations. Um, I think that's still an important back and forth and give and take. Um, And so I'm I'm comfortable proceeding in that manner in District 5 uh, as we work to approve these permits, but having that analysis both of individual locations and some general uh, concerns that have been raised. And and so I've seen both of those and look forward to continuing um, and appreciate the efforts on both sides. I think there's been some good dialogue. Thank
0: you, everyone. We appreciate it. Uh, now anybody who would like to speak on resolutions on the agenda or addendum agenda can come forward now. You must fill out a request to speak card in the back of chambers. Please state your first and last name and address for the record, please. I know you've been waiting. You have three weeks built up or three meetings worth built up, Mr. Al. Go ahead.
7: Al Morella, forty-two sixty East Loyola Drive, 5th District Kenner, 4th District Gun Incorporated, Jefferson, 49 years. Item number 42 and 43 on the agenda. 42... Um, You got an increase of $450,938.43, 81 additional uh, calendar days, and um, you you got uh, a cap on this contract of $4,819,200.43. cents. Two questions. Uh, I need an explanation. Why this increase, and then I need to know how close are we to the cap. Now, 43, uh, we had a reduction of $8,510.89, so we have no questions there. Uh, Good job, Councilwoman Van Ranken, that's what I'd like to see. (laughs) Uh, Explanation on 42, please.
0: Uh, Somebody will meet you if if you'd like to in the back, is that all you
7: have? You're going to yield all that time? What's that? Is that all you have today? Oh, well, I, I can say this, uh, if I can squeeze this in. Uh, to the people of Jefferson Parish, uh, I question these change orders at every meeting. And uh, I can tell you, most of, the, uh, most, most of the explanations I get is that it's unforeseen, some unforeseen circumstances that had something to do with the increase or whatever. So, uh, but I, I do this because I think the Jeff, people of Jefferson Parish need to know why we are we have these increases. This is a ten point three two percent increase on forty two. So, with that, that's it, Councilman.
0: Thank you, Mister Allen. Thank you. Can somebody meet, Mister Allen, talk about number forty two, please? Property <laughs>
14: Boulevard, District Five. Um, there's item eight, 16, 20 to 23 are the budget. I have to oppose those. You'll know about that. Um, item number forty, I believe. How many juveniles are we holding? Uh, that I answer. I want that. Does anybody Is anybody familiar with how many juveniles we hold? Any of y'all? Okay, I didn't think so. Now, item sixty-one. There's a resolution. Um, Involving what are transit stop evaluations? We spent two hundred eighty-two thousand dollars. We're spending seventy. We're increasing this this uh, thing from two eighty-two by seventy-six thousand. That's to evaluate sixty-five additional stop signs. So we're not going to install stop signs. We're just going to go and evaluate stop signs. I'm not sure what's involved. Does anybody in in here have a clue as to what a traffic stop uh, evaluation is? Anyone? $1,000 to evaluate a traffic stop scene is a bit excessive to me, and it's more than $1,000. We're, we're, again, hiring more engineers. Now, at least it appears to me that we're accounting for what those engineers are going to do. That helps me. I don't have to oppose that. If we know what the engineers are doing, that matters. But we've got a couple in here that aren't. Uh, lastly, item 73, we're going to spend uh, $2.5 million for three years of access to uh, NewsBank's uh, Times-Picayune archives. They're ranked 10th. The company has 300 and 300-something 300 employees. The guy's in Naples, Florida. I think we could spend our money better. I think that's all I have for the agenda today.
0: If somebody can meet Mr. Hires on 40, 61, and 73, please, if he wants to find out more. Would anybody else like to appear before the council on items on the agenda or addendum agenda? All right. Thank you. Ordinance is to be deferred. Numbers uh, 1 through 3 will be deferred to our June, uh, excuse me, (laughs) wishful thinking, not June, next month, December 8th meeting. Any objection to the deferral of items number 1 through 3? A motion of Councilman Templates, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, let's jump ahead to number 4. Please read that item.
8: Resolution selecting persons or firms interested and qualified to provide professional architectural and engineering services on an as needed basis for architectural type projects located throughout the parish who are not one of the 20 persons or firms approved by resolution number 137291 dated March 31, 2021.
0: Councilman Template. I move on all qualified. Any objection to the selection of all qualified firms? A motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. We've got a couple of executive session items that we'll handle in about an hour. uh, Number five and an item from the addendum agenda, item number one, we'll come back to those. Let's jump ahead to number six, please, Madam Clerk.
8: Summary number 25785, resub lots P1B1B, P1D, P4A, and P5, Elmwood Subdivision, WS109-21, Council District 1.
0: We can waive the reading on this item, and we now open the public hearing for summary number 25785. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward. Madam Clerk, note that no one has appeared. Councilman Edwards? Approve. Any objection to the approval of summary number 25785, a motion of Councilman Edwards, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item 7, please.
8: Summary number 25786, amending the official zoning map for certain lots, portions of lots, or undesignated properties located at northwest and southwest corners of the intersection of Barataria Boulevard and Leo Kerner Lafitte Parkway and Crown Point, more particularly amending the zoning from C2 to S1 and amending the future land use from COM and RUR as recommended by a study authorized by Council Resolution Number 136107 and extended by Council Resolution 137611, WZ1321, Council District 1.
0: We can waive the reading on this item as well. So we open the public hearing on summary number 25786. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward. Madam Clerk, no one has appeared. Councilman Edwards. to approve. Any objections to the approval of summary number 25786 on motion of Councilman Edwards, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. Item number eight, please.
8: Summary number 25787, amend Chapter 11 daycare Centers Chapter 33 and Chapter 40 to amend the zoning regulations and standards for daycares and similar facilities as recommended by a study authorized by Council Resolution number 132-225 and extended via Council Resolution number 134-138.
0: All right, we can waive the reading here as well, so we open the public hearing. For summary number 25787, anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward. No one has appeared, Councilman Templett. Any objections to the approval of summary number 25787 on motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item 9, please.
8: Summary number 25789 amending ordinance number 26259 to include development drawings identified as C100 site plan prepared by Austin Hayes dated May 21 20, 2021 and A200 elevations prepared by John Linton. Dated May 21, 2021, for variances approved under docket number SP 1221, Council District 2.
0: We can waive the reading as well here. So the public hearing is now open for summary number 25789. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward. Madam Clerk, note that no one has appeared. Councilman Bonanno.
11: Just for clarity purposes, Ms. Martin, this item is just correcting some omissions in the previous grant and um, previous variance that we granted and does not substantially change what we've already granted, correct?
0: There it is. Should be good now. Or it's not. Let's try
4: that. There we go. Yes, sir. Councilman Bonanno, you are correct. Okay.
11: All right. With that, I'll move for approval.
0: Anything else you want to say since we got the microphone open? <laughs> <laughs> Any objections to the approval of summary number 25789, a motion of Councilman Bonanno, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item 10, please.
8: Summary number 25790, approving SP4821 for a variance to the sign regulations for Citizens National Bank, located at 3908 Veterans Memorial Boulevard on Lots 25, 26, and 109, Square U2, Manson Subdivision, Council District
5: 5.
0: We can waive the reading here. We open the public hearing for summary number 25790. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward. Madam Clerk, note that no one has appeared. Councilwoman Van Vrecken.
4: Move for approval.
0: Any objection to the approval of summary number 25790 and motion of Councilwoman Van Vranken, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item 11.
8: Summary number 25788, approving an amendment to a site plan previously approved as a special permitted use under docket number FL313 for energy, Louisiana LLC, in accordance with provisions of Chapter 40, Zoning of the Code, Article 31, Industrial District M2, Section 40-582, Permitted Uses, located at 1617 River Road on Lot NM1, Southeastern Land District of Louisiana, CU621, Council District 2.
0: We can waive the reading on this item, so we now open the public hearing for Summary Number 25788. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward. Madam Clerk, note that no one has appeared. Councilman Bonanno? Move for approval. Any objections to the approval of summary number 25788 on motion of Councilman Bonanno, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. Other property matters, number 12, please, Madam Clerk.
8: Summary number 25776, declaring lot 1A2, square 49, Terrytown subdivision, section 6, bearing municipal address 721 Terry Parkway, Terrytown, and lots 1 through 6. 57A and 58A Square 135 Terrytown Subdivision number 8 no longer needed for public purposes and authorizing an exchange of said properties with 4th Street Investment LLC for the acquisition by Jefferson Parish of a portion of Square 8 New McCanaham bearing Municipal Address 1011, 1017, 1019, and 1021 4th Street, Gretna, Council District 1.
0: We now open the public hearing for summary number 25776. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward. No one has appeared. Madam Clerk, Councilman Edwards.
10: Move for approval.
0: Any objections to the approval of summary number 25776 on motion of Councilman Edwards, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item number 13, please.
8: Summary number 25791, revoking and declaring a portion of unimproved Lime Street adjacent to 4648 South I-10 Service Road, West Mattery no longer needed for a public purpose and authorizing its sale to the adjacent property owner for appraised value. Council District 5.
0: And i open the public hearing for summary number 25791. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward. No one has appeared, Madam Clerk. Councilwoman Van Vriken. Move for approval. Any objection to the approval of summary number 25791 on motion of Councilwoman Van Vranken, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. Item 14, please.
8: Summary number 25792, revoking and declaring a portion of Rosewood Drive adjacent to Lot 1A, Square 21, Beverly Knoll Suburb Subdivision no longer needed for any public purpose and authorizing its sale to the adjacent property owner, Council District 5
0: public hearing is now open for summary number two five seven nine two anyone in favor or opposition please come forward no one has appeared madam clerk councilwoman van vrenken for approval any objections to approval of summary number two five seven nine two on motion of councilwoman van vrenken seconded by councilman walker hearing none so ordered item 15
8: summary number two five seven nine four amending section 2-31 of the code to permit the council to um, and by resolution authorize a director or a chef chief administrative assistant to the parish president to sign contractual agreements, grant applications, and other authorized documents ratified by and executed on behalf of the parish of Jefferson and its subsidiaries, and on behalf of special districts and political subdivisions for which the Jefferson Parish Council serves as governing authority.
0: Public hearing is now open for summary number 25794. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward. No one has appeared, Madam Clerk. Councilman Template? I move. Any objection to the approval of Summary Number 25794, on motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. Item 16, please.
8: Summary Number 25795, amending Section 2-34.1 of the Code relative to the pre-filing of resolutions and the introduction of resolutions verbally from the floor.
0: Public hearing is open for Summary Number 25795. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward.
14: Five and nine, Homa. I'd like clarity on it. What are we doing? Are we making it harder or easier to do that?
0: We are making it. Or, we are making it conform with what we should be doing.
12: Okay, thank you.
0: To keep it simple, it's the. It's three quarters unanimous. It has to be unanimous. Anyone else in favor or opposition? Madam Clerk, note that no one uh, one had appeared for clarity. Councilman Temple, your motion. I move. Any objections to the approval of summary number 25795, a motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item number 17.
8: Summary number 25796, amend ordinance number 4074, the personnel rules for the classified service of Jefferson Parish to revise Rule 1, Section 13 and Section 72.
0: Public hearing is now open for summary number 25796. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward. No one has appeared. Madam Clerk, Councilman Template. Any objections to the approval of summary number 25796 on motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. Item number 18, please.
8: Summary number 25797, amend ordinance number 4074, the personnel rules for the classified service of Jefferson Parish to revise Rule 4, Section 5.9.
0: Public hearing is now open for summary number 25797. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward. No one has appeared, Madam Clerk, Councilman Template. Any objections to the approval of summary number 25797, a motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker? Mr.
11: Chairman, can I ask a, qu- a question about Yes, that? sir. Mr. Dumas, is, is he here? Mr. Dumas, if you would come forward, please. Good morning. Good morning. So this is the ordinance we spoke about at the last meeting to correct the issue with employees having to be, not being able to cancel their leave during emergencies?
2: No, uh, this is separate from that, Councilman. Uh, We will be addressing that with the personnel board at the uh, November 18th meeting.
11: Okay, so we'll see that legislation in December?
13: Yeah, assuming the board approve it.
11: Okay, thank you.
0: Thank you. Did we approve that? Where did we leave off?
8: You you did approve it.
0: Okay. Item number 19, please.
8: Summary number 25798, amend ordinance number 4074, the personnel (coughs) rules for the classified service of Jefferson Parish to amend Rule 4, Section 2.1 and Section 6.1, Rule 6, Section 10.4 and 10.13, and Rule 9, Section 12.1 and 12.2.
0: We now open the public hearing for summary number 25798. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward. No one has appeared. Madam Clerk, Councilman Template. I'm any objections to the approval of summary number two five seven nine eight on motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. I have a note that number twenty will be deferred. So, is there any objection to the deferral of summary number two five seven nine nine to December eighth on motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none. So ordered. Also, have a note that number twenty-one will be deferred to December eighth. Is there any objection to the deferral of summary number two five eight zero zero to December eighth? On motion of Councilman Temple, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none. So ordered. Uh, number twenty-two, please, Madam Clerk, with amendments.
8: Summary number two five. 801 amending the 2021 operating budget of Jefferson Parish and the amendments are as follows allocate $100,000 from Council District 3's BP settlement fund to um, I think this one may be uh, we're canceling the resolution um, Councilman
0: yeah that's the one we're canceling that later right from the addendum agenda yeah we're canceling item number 10 later Cancel
8: that amendment to the budget then Okay. All right. Allocate $3,000 from energy funds to MLK task force for a CEA to provide the 2022 MLK celebrations, Council District 3. And that's the only amendment that I have.
0: Is there any objection to that amendment being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so word. Councilman Template, your motion on the amendments. I move on the
5: amendments.
0: Any objection to the adoption of those amendments? On that amendment, rather. On motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. The public hearing is now open for summary number 25801 as amended. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward.
14: Rising opposition, 509 Home Boulevard. Government governs least, governs best. Uh, The taxes that were uh, allocated for what they were allocated for, um, to have them redistributed arbitrarily, I have to stand in opposition for it. I'm here. Thank
0: you. Anyone else in favor or opposition? Madam Clerk, note that no that one appeared in opposition. Councilman Template. I move as amended. Any objection to the approval of summary number two five eight zero one as amended on motion of councilman template, seconded by councilman walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Number 23, please, Madam Clerk.
8: Summary number two five eight zero two, amending the 2021 capital budget of Jefferson Parish.
0: We now open the public hearing for summary number two five eight zero two. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward.
14: On. Um, representatives in direct taxes shall be apportioned among the several this is a principle uh, in our Constitution that everyone swore an oath to defend if we don't understand what direct taxes are and I'm willing to bet that there's nobody in here that will define them without looking it up then uh, how we budget those taxes matters and uh, it's done so arbitrarily that's why I stand in opposition
0: madam clerk note that one appeared in opposition councilman template any objection to the approval of summary number 25802 on motion of councilman template seconded by councilman walker hearing none so ordered number 24 resolutions and motions from the floor please call the roll madam clerk
8: councilman edwards
10: i believe i have one if you'd read it please
8: yes sir a resolution granting permission to the new orleans track club incorporated to conduct its annual old man river 5k and 10k run on december 11 2021 provided all permits have been obtained
0: any objection to that resolution being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so now we open the public hearing regarding that resolution being brought from the floor. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward. Madam Clerk, note that no one has appeared. Any objection to the adoption of the resolution brought forward in motion by Councilman Edwards, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered.
8: Councilman Bonanno.
11: I have one, Madam Clerk, if you would read it, please.
8: A resolution granting permission <coughs> to St. Matthew the Apostle to... Um, Conduct the holiday market on Saturday, November 20th, 21, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And to place signs advertising the holiday market, provided all permits have been obtained.
0: Any objection to that resolution be brought from the floor? Hearing none, we now open the public hearing on that resolution. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward. Madam Clerk, note that no one has appeared. Any objection to the adoption of that resolution brought forward in motion by Councilman Bonanno, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered.
8: Councilman Lee. None. Councilman Walker. I have none. Councilman Templett. I have none. Councilman Impostata. I
13: believe I have a couple. Yes.
8: (coughs) A resolution directing the administration to approve pending permit applications submitted by AT&T to deploy certain wireline facilities in the public rights of way of Districts one, two, three, and 4 of Jefferson Parish, and to extend permits issued that require extensions for 45 days.
0: Any objections to that resolution being brought from the floor? Hearing none, we now open the public hearing regarding that resolution. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward. No one has appeared. Madam Clerk, any objections to the adoption of that resolution brought forward in motion by Councilman Impostato, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered.
13: If we may, Council Chairman. Yes, sir uh just to to explain and and this is done as as joint resolution uh by councilman Bonanno, councilman Edwards, councilman Lee uh and myself sorry uh, <laughs> but um our districts, I don't want to speak for any other district, but um, this was um, in light of my comments, consistent with my comments earlier. I believe in light of the pressing needs that I believe we have as a community, particularly in District 4, um, that this is the time for us to open the lines of communication, both literati- literally and figuratively. And um, this is a technological advancement that I think our community needs um, now more than ever. COVID, hurricanes have all shown us the desperate need we have for enhancing the ability to communicate and be connected uh, more businesses working from home now more than ever in history uh, in light of just ordinary progress but also certainly in light of covid certainly in light of hurricanes so um, and while the concerns I, I certainly respect the work of our administration and understand that there are challenges and that there are concerns that have to be rectified when we do the ben franklin's list the cost benefit the pluses and the minuses i think the pluses far outweigh the negatives based on what's been presented to me and so for those reasons on behalf of um the needs of district four um i'm requesting that all of the permits in district four be approved uh, as applied for thank you council chairman
0: what else All right, thank you, Councilman Impostato. That brings us to Consent Agenda 1. I'm not finished with
8: the
0: floor. What's that? I'm
8: not finished with the
0: floor. I'm sorry, one more. My apologies.
8: A resolution temporarily changing the polling place location for precincts 51, 58, and 59 in Jefferson Parish, Louisiana, which is Council District 4.
0: Any objection to that resolution being brought from the floor? We now open the public hearing on that resolution. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward. No one has appeared, Madam Clerk. Any objections to the adoption of that resolution brought forward in motion by Councilman Impostado, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered.
8: Councilwoman Van Franken. And if you could read it. Yes, ma'am. A resolution authorizing St. Catherine of Siena Schools Men's Club to place temporary signs at various locations to advertise their 2021 Christmas tree fundraiser from Friday, November 26, 2021, until Saturday, November 27, 2021.
0: Any objection to that resolution being brought from the floor? Hearing none, we now open the public hearing on that resolution. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward. No one has appeared, Madam Clerk. Any objection to the adoption of that resolution brought forward in motion by Councilwoman Van Vranken, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered.
8: And I've completed the roll.
0: And now we can move on. Sorry for jumping ahead, Councilwoman. Consent Agenda 1, items 25 through 50, minus uh, 45 and 46, will be pulled to uh, appoint members to the JEDCO board. And then item 50 is canceled. So the rest will be taken in globo. Is there any objection? To that, again, as I repeat it, to the adoption of consent agenda, item 25 through 50, minus 45 and 46, which will be pulled, and 50, which will be canceled. On motion of Councilman Templates, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. So we jump ahead to item number 45. Madam Clerk.
8: A resolution appointing a Commissioner A to the Jefferson Parish Economic Development and Port District, JEDCO, representing the Jefferson Chamber of Commerce, East Bank replacing Tricia Pillpot.
0: Any objections to the appointment of Mr. Michael Adler as Commissioner A to the JEDCO board on motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. Item number 46, please.
8: A resolution appointing a Commissioner C to the Jefferson Parish Economic Development and Port District JEDCO, representing the Jefferson Business Council, replacing Mr. Michael Adler.
0: And that is Mr. Jim Martin being appointed to that position. Is there any objection to the appointment of... Jim Martin as Commissioner C to the JEDCO Board on motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. It takes us to consent agenda number two and some changes here. Is there any objection to the in adoption of items 51 through 85, minus 66 through 69, and 72, which will be deferred to January twelfth, 2022, and 73? And 79 which will be deferred to December 8th of this year and item 76 cancelled and item 85 amended a motion of councilman template seconded by councilman Walker hearing none so ordered takes us to item number 86 now and the addendum agenda
8: excuse me mr. chairman we've got to go to 85 to amend
0: I'm sorry. Skipped 85. Let's go and amend that. Please read 85 with the amendment. Madam Clerk.
8: And a resolution authorizing Jefferson Parish to submit an application to the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries for assistance with the installation of a Bucktown Harbor Marina pump-out facility. And the the amendment is in the last whereas, and it's... um, Changing, the, I'm just going to read it as amended. The estimated cost of the Bucktown Harbor Marina Pump-Out Facility Project for this sport fish restoration Clean Vessel Act funding source is $91,000.50 with the local share of 22747 dollars and 50 cents to come from the parish
0: is there any objection to the approval of item number 85 as amended on motion of councilwoman van Vrank and seconded by councilman walker mm-hmm. hearing none so ordered and now to the addendum agenda and item 86 i've got some fun changes here as well any objection to the in global adoption of addendum agenda items 2 through 21 minus 3 6 and 8 which will be canceled along with number 10, which will be canceled and number seven, which will be deferred on motion of councilman template, seconded by councilman Walker.
8: And we need the deferral date for number seven. I'm sorry? The deferral date for number seven.
0: Oh, that's uh, deferred to 12-8. our December 8th meeting. I'll read it again. Any objections to the in global adoption of addendum agenda item numbers 2 through 21 minus 3, 6, and 8, which will be canceled along with number 10, and item number 7, which will be deferred to December 8th on motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item number 22 now, special districts. Madam Clerk.
8: A resolution authorizing a contract between Howard Technology Solutions and the Jefferson Parish Communication District
0: any objections to the adoption of that resolution on motion of councilman template seconded by councilman Walker hearing none so ordered item number eighty seven please uh, whoops.
8: A resolution approving change order one with Lakeview Construction and Development LLC, bid number fifty one three two eight zero five, adding 45 days to the contract with a new completion date of January 17, 2022, for the renovations to the fire department warehouse located at 5512 South Lampert Street for the East Bank Consolidated Jefferson Parish Fire Department, Council Districts two through five.
0: Councilwoman Van Vriken? Any objection to the adoption of that resolution? A motion of Councilwoman Van Branken, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Number 88, please.
8: A resolution authorizing the publication of a notice of intention to amend the boundaries and expand the area of Metairie CBD Economic Development District, number one, State of Louisiana, Council District 5. And
0: Councilwoman Van Branken. Good for approval. Any objection to the adoption of the resolution? A motion of Councilwoman Van Branken, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. No new business to report, no status report. So now anyone who would like to appear before the council on special subject matters can do so. You must fill out a request to speak card in the back of chambers. You have three minutes. Please state your first and last name for the record.
7: Al Morello, 4260 East Loyola Drive, 5th District, Kenner, 4th District, Unincorporated Incorporated, Jefferson, 49 years. Uh, total campaign contribution from August 25th, uh, 234,000. One hundred and six dollars, top five benefactors, Councilman Dino Bonanno, uh, Councilman Templet, Councilman Byron Lee, Councilman Scott Walker, and Councilman Dominic Impostato. China, Washington DC, virus numbers. Total tests done, now this is an estimate because I've been uh, going for a few meetings. So this is just an estimate. Uh, million, million, uh, hundred nine, eight hundred fifteen Positive cases, 606,111. Uh, uh, negative cases, 10,803,704. Uh, recoveries, 762,659. Now, next item governor john bell edwards i'm demanding your resignation effective immediately and now to make even matters worse why i'm calling for his resignation an article in the advocate as of yesterday 122 people were hospitalized that took the vaccine and the state set up a hotline but none of our medical staff none of our hospitals have access to this hotline so the state gets to tell you how many of those hundred and twenty two cases was related to the vaccine. Now I want to make it perfectly clear to this council, to the state, and to Washington, DC, I have not taken this vaccine and I never will. And as far as Anthony Fauci is concerned, he belongs in orange jumpsuit and put in the Gray Bar Motel for the rest of his life. And you can and if you want to know why I'm saying that just Go on your little computer there, man, and look it up. You'll find it out for yourself. Now, uh, I want to thank all of the veterans for their service, and I want to, especially the ones who, gave, who made the ultimate sacrifice. But I want to call two names, okay? And one is Ashley Babbitt, who served her country, put her life on the line for her country, and I'm going to say, call it like it was. She was murdered at the Capitol on January the sixth. Unarmed, no violence, no nothing. Fifteen seconds. Okay. Now so I wanna thank all of our veterans once again. Those who served, those who made the uh, ultimate sacrifice. Okay, the other one I wanna mention real quick, okay. Ten seconds, Mr. Okay. Is is uh David uh let's see um, Schneider, or, or Schumer, whatever his name was, okay, this man was a World War II veteran, passed away at 95 years old, and they say it was China, Washington, D.C. virus related. His last request was he wanted to donate his body to science, and he wanted to uh, donate his organs, okay? LSU would not accept the body because of the China, Washington, D.C., so these unscrupulous people got a hold of this man's body, this World War II veteran, and held a public dissection and charged people $500 a head, sold tickets to come see this. Thank you, Mr. Dow. This is the most horrific thing I've ever read in my life. Anybody got any comments, any questions? Mr. Al, the governor told me that he was prepared to
11: resign at an October meeting, but you weren't here, so you missed the opportunity.
7: <laughs> That's okay, Dino, because he's going to hear it every, every meeting until his time is up.
0: And Mr. Al, I did enjoy how your three meeting estimate was down to the person on COVID numbers. Like he was very specific on your estimate. So appreciate the detail.
7: <laughs> Thank you, man.
0: Welcome back.
14: Frankie Hires, home homeowner. Is that a tough act to follow? But I miss it. <coughs> oh. Representatives and direct taxes shall be apportioned among the several states according to their respective numbers. This is how Thomas Jefferson began his advice to George Washington at the first enumeration. He was uh, George Washington summoned the advice, or not the advice, but the official opinion of four individuals, four closest cabinet members. He would go on to explain that when it comes to the distribution of power for the legislative branch of government, that's what this council is supposed to be. More resembles a court, but regarding the distribution of power, he says it ought to be reduced to an arithmetical operation upon which no two persons, he said no two men, but we'll, we'll forgive him, he meant persons, no two persons can differ upon. It ought to be reduced to the, an arithmetical operation upon which no two persons can differ upon. I guarantee you, everyone can differ on how we govern ourselves. I came into this meeting in April, first time, about a stop sign. That's just a symbol of restraint. Begging uh, the, the operator of a motor vehicle to come to a stop, consider their circumstances, consider their surroundings, and continue forward if it's safe to do so. A symbol of restraint is what a stop sign was. I have to offer an apology to the parish president, the sheriffs in the room, the director of security in the, in the chamber, and offer an assurance, no, no time in the future shall I ever utter something from the gallery again. It's disrespectful to you, disrespectful to the sheriffs. I'm just trying to figure this out. I have full faith in everybody here. I voted for everybody. I endorsed everybody's campaign. I don't deserve to be taunted or mocked or shamed from, from your chamber. I'm going to return to keep doing what I have to do here. Principled representation matters. We suffer for it. You all suffer. You know, the Army has a saying in their mess hall, take all you want. Now, I, I confront the, the guy who's the, the director of our juvenile facility. We got 50 juveniles maximum. We're spending all this money. I ask him, I say, how much do you get paid? He tells me it's none of my business. It's none of my business how much the director of our juvenile facilities gets paid. I, have to, I better get a, uh, submit a, a request for information. It's shameful. The Army says you can take all you want when you go to the mess hall. Take all you want, but you got to eat all you take. And I swear sometimes when I come in here, it <coughs> feels like people are choking. Got a lot of chiefs making over 65 grand. We could do better for having a few more Indians. And and know this, you've been elected, right? Everybody's been elected. Only one person in this room has been elected to be a leader. I think everybody's been misled to, to think that you've been elected leaders. You've been elected public servants. Is
0: there anybody else who'd like to address the council on matters not on the agenda? All right. Ms. Barton, is everybody here for executive session? Okay, so we'll break a little bit early for Executive Session and we'll get back to the uh, Ordinances for Introduction and Publication right after Executive Session. So let's go to item number five, please, Madam Clerk.
8: A resolution authorizing the Council to go into executive session to discuss legal matters concerning the lawsuit entitled the Parish of Jefferson et al. versus Amerisource Bergen Drug Corporation et al., USDC EDLA, number 2, 18, CB, 0634, 3KWP.
0: Any objection to the adoption of that resolution? A motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. And addendum agenda, item number one, please.
8: A resolution authorizing the Council to go into executive session to discuss legal matters concerning a workers' compensation claim for Gregory Parham, claim number 16G57Y232169, and to provide uh, for related matters.
0: Any objection to the adoption of that resolution? A motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered, we're now in Executive Session. We're going to get started for another five minutes, and then we'll be done. If everybody wants to grab a seat, we'll adopt these executive session resolutions, read some things in the summary, and then everybody can go have lunch. All right, Madam Clerk, can you read those executive session items, please?
8: A resolution authorizing the parish of Jefferson, here and after referred to as the parish, to join the state of Louisiana and other gov- local governmental units as a participant in the Louisiana state local government opioid litigation memorandum of understanding and any subsequent formal agreements necessary to implant. To implement the MOU including, but not limited to, the Subdivision Settlement Participation Form of Forms and Exhibit K of the National Distributor Settlement Agreement and the Janssen Settlement Agreement. So. And on Section 3, that Thomas P. Anselmo is hereby expressly authorized to execute the MOU in substantially the form described.
0: Any objection to the adoption of that? Um, executive Session Resolution, a motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered.
8: And a resolution authorizing Jefferson Parish Hospital Service District No. 1, here and after, after, referred to as District Number 1, to join with the State of Louisiana and other local governmental units as a participant in the Louisiana State Local Government Opioid Litigation Memorandum of Understanding, the MOU, and any subsequent formal agreements necessary to implement the MOU, including but not limited to the Subdivision Settlement Participation Form of forms and Exhibit K of the National Distributor Settlement Agreement and the Janssen Settlement Agreement. And um, Section 3, that... Thomas Anselmo is hereby expressly authorized to execute the MOU and substantially the form described. A resolution authorizing Jefferson Parish Hospital Service District No. 2 here and after referred to as District No. 2 to join with the State of Louisiana and other local governmental units as a participant in the Louisiana State Local Government Opioid Litigation Memorandum of Understanding, the MOU, and any subsequent formal agreements necessary to implement the MOU, including but not limited to. The Subdivision Settlement Participation Form of Forms in Exhibit K of the National Distributor Settlement Agreement and the Jansen Settlement Agreement. And then Section 3, that Thomas P. Anselmo is hereby expressly authorized to execute the MOU and substantially the form described.
0: Any objections to the adoption of those resolutions from Executive Session? A motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Mr.
8: Chairman, I'm sorry. I don't have anything written down for the second one. Can we do the vote again for the uh, second authorizing hospital district number one? Can we do the vote again? I'm sorry. Sure. Is there
0: any objection to that resolution from executive session? Um, <laughs> is, executive, is, there, is there any objection to that resolution on motion of Councilman Temple, seconded by Councilman Walker? lost all my words for a second, Ms. Jula. Hearing none, so ordered.
8: And uh, final one, a resolution authorizing a settlement in a workers' compensation claim for Gregory Parham, claim number 16G57Y232169, and to provide for related matters.
0: Any objection to the adoption of that resolution? A motion of Councilman template seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered.
8: And that's all of the items that came out of executive session.
0: All right. So now, please read the ordinances for introduction into summary.
8: Resub of Lots 25 and 26 Square B, Green Acres Subdivision. Amending the official zoning map of Lot 2A Square 6, Willowdale Subdivision, located at 5416 Veterans Memorial Boulevard and 3121 Elizabeth Street. More particularly amending the zoning classification from C1 to C2. An ordinance altering, changing, or rearranging Jefferson Parish Council district boundaries in accordance with Article 2, Section 2.02 of the Jefferson Parish Charter, so as to provide for population equality among the districts as near as reasonably practicable using the population figures in the 2020 census as officially published by the United States Bureau of the Census. An ordinance to amend Chapter 2, Article 6, Division 8 of the Code. And to provide for related matters. An ordinance to amend Article Seven, Division Two, Section 2-908B and D of the Code in order to revise purchasing requirements. An ordinance revoking and declaring a portion of Lumar Road right of way adjacent to 2729 Manley Avenue, lot one square one homes. Park number one subdivision no longer needed for a public purpose and authorizing a sale to the adjacent property owner, Carrie A. Molder, for appraised value and providing for related matters. An ordinance to amend Chapter 33, Unified Development Code. And- Code of Ordinance of Jefferson Parish to provide for the amortization of nonconforming signs for property zone town center mixed use district along the portion of David Drive between West Napoleon Avenue and Veterans Memorial Boulevard an ordinance amending the 2021 operating budget of Jefferson Parish, an ordinance amending the 2021 capital budget of Jefferson Parish. And that's all of the items I have to read into summary. And you
0: have an election notice that we need to read as well?
8: Yes, sir. public notice of April 30, 2022 elections. The Jefferson Parish Council intends to vote on resolutions to authorize the calling of special elections for the levy and collection of special taxes in the parish of Jefferson State of Louisiana, specifically Fire Protection District Number 5 shall Fire Protection District Number 5 of the Parish of Jefferson State of Louisiana the district be authorized to levy and collect a tax of not to exceed 25 mills on all property subject to taxation in the district for a period of 10 years beginning with the year 2024 with the estimated amount reasonably expected to be collected from the levy of the tax for one year being $5,139,004 for the purpose of acquiring, <clears throat> constructing, improving, maintaining, or operating fire protection facilities, vehicles, and equipment, including both movable and immovable property to be used to provide fire protection service in the District. Jefferson Parish Consolidated Road Lighting District shall Jefferson Parish Consolidated Road Lighting District of the Parish of Jefferson State of Louisiana, the District, be authorized to renew the levy and collection of a tax of not to exceed three mills on all properties subject to taxation in the district for a period of 10 years beginning with the year 2025, with the estimated amount reasonably expected to be collected from the levy of the tax for one year being $9,316,706 for the purpose of acquiring, constructing, improving, maintaining, and operating road lighting facilities in the district. The Jefferson Parish Council will vote on these resolutions at the Jefferson Parish Council meeting to be held on Wednesday, December 8, 2021, beginning at 10 a.m. in the East Bank Council Chambers, 2nd floor, Yanny Building, 1221 Elmwood Park Boulevard, Harahan, Louisiana. The tentative date for this election is Saturday, April 30, 2022.
0: Thank you, Madam Clerk. Uh, Councilman Template has just pointed out to me that this is our last meeting before Thanksgiving. So an early happy Thanksgiving to everybody. And uh, hopefully as we move into 2022 and Councilman Templet is back in this chair, we get 2022 off to a much better start than we did 2021. And we move beyond where we've been with COVID and some of the other challenges that our community has faced by way of storms and anything else. And maybe, just maybe, 2022 can be kind of a normal year i don't want to jinx anything but that's the hope that we can move forward into some semblance of normalcy and now everybody's just gonna say i jinxed us but but really can it be any worse than it's been the past past couple of years is that a double jinx i just do it again well we'll find out let's hope for the best and prepare for the worst as we like to say
8: i need uh, a vote accepting the uh summaries
0: yes and i will of course I didn't forget about that Michelle I'm going to get to that. Is there any objection to the adoption of those ordinances introduct- introduced introduced uh, for summary?
8: On motion
0: of On motion of Councilman Walker seconded by Councilman Temple or motion Councilman Temple seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. i also like you all to keep an eye out, uh, particularly our friends with The Advocate, to keep an eye out for public hearings that we'll be having uh, leading up to Thanksgiving, two public hearings on the census numbers and how they'll affect various council districts. Those will be set um, tentatively now for the 22nd and 29th of November and we'll determine east and west bank uh in a moment but there'll be one on each side of the river and they'll be in the evening at six o'clock so people are able to attend after work and uh so it won't be at the normal council meeting time because we know that's a challenge for some to attend this is an important topic and we'll discuss uh the 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 option that has been laid out uh, to us by the demographer that we have working for the parish to help determine those things so that'll be coming up and you'll see notices about that shortly again happy thanksgiving and is there any objection to motion to adjourn by all council members present hearing none so ordered thanks everybody this meeting is adjourned